you tired of chasing perfection and always feeling like you fall short? There is a better way. Welcome to the Pop Coach Life with your host, Sharon Smaga, where we are pursuing the art of purpose over perfection. She's going to turn what you think you know on its head and help you discover a life filled with meaning and joy. So buckle up, Buttercup, because here comes Sharon. Good morning, everybody, and welcome back to Pop Coach Life. I'm your host, Sharon Smaga. Pop is purpose over perfection. So here at Pop Coach Life, we are looking from a mental health perspective or a mentally healthy perspective, if you will, at how do we pursue our purpose instead of getting lost in perfection. So welcome back. Glad to be with you here today. Today, I want to talk about feelings. Um, and we talk about feelings a lot uh, in, in our culture, I think. Uh, but I think that also, while that's a good thing, that we're much more open and we have educated enough that people are more open with their feelings and divulging them and sharing them. And I think that's great. But I think we've sort of um, lost our way on some of it. And I want to share some information with you today just to give you a sense of <clears throat> what do some of those things really mean? And the reason I'm doing this is I was having a conversation with one of my sons uh, this past weekend, and we just had this very interesting conversation. Now, this one is um, my younger son. He's iGen, or right, or Gen Z, um, and he at times will kind of come home on a, a visit from college and is sharing conversations or things he's noticing about his generation, and it's kind of cool to sit, you know, with somebody that's a different generation than you and hear their thoughts and concerns about what's going on, sort of the cultural movement of theirs. And it kind of went down this road of what is going on with this thing where, yes, mental health issues are real and we have them and they're legitimate. Like, you know, they estimate that probably around 5% of, and that number can vary depending on whose research you look at, but that around 5% of adults actually have um, what we would call clinical depression uh, in terms of it's, I don't want to misrepresent that, but that it's clinically diagnosed. We know it's a real issue. And what is this thing called depression? Because a frustration he is sharing with me is that it's sort of, it feels like it's popular for our generation to have all these mental health problems or to say I have trauma or that to say they're depressed and it's like it's cool to sort of um, be messed up is sort of this perception he's walking away with. And we were just talking and I finally said, I said, do you think that maybe in your generation, like there's this awareness of um, depression, there's an awareness of anxiety, but for example, with depression, do, do you guys understand that not everything you feel under a certain category, there's different feelings and there's subtleties to those, but that not everything is necessarily this diagnosable, if you will, depression per se. Um, and so we just got to talking about that. And I want to hop on today, and this might feel a little bit dry because I'm going to be sharing some notes because uh, I really had to prep for this to, to get good information to you. So I want to just walk through 
um, to hopefully to your benefit, a way to help you conceptualize some feelings that might feel similar to depression, might even be considered synonymous, right, or tied to or a close relationship with or similar to depression, but that have different subtleties or tones or things going on, or also different drivers, if you will, or slightly different presentation. And I thought it might be helpful for all of us to sort of have some working definitions so that if you're struggling with this in your life and wondering, you know, am I depressed or am I just feeling some frustration with a situation that I can change or whatever is happening that you can sort of identify better maybe what's going on for you in a way that will help you make decisions about how you might need to deal with it. And I think that's helpful to know what's going on, right, that self-reflection, but to also know how to identify or label it, which gives you greater ability to seek viable, functional solutions for it. So with that said, I'm going to hit it. So I want to go through, I'm going to start with disappointment. So disappointment, it can be sadness or displeasure caused by the non-fulfillment of one's hopes or expectations. So a psychological reaction to an outcome that does not match up to expectations, another way of thinking about it. So disappointment is, here's what I thought would happen, it didn't happen, and I'm disappointed. That's not the same as depression. And, and I'm hoping as I read through these and, and sort of go, look, this is different than depression, right? And I'm going to get to depression. We'll finish with sort of a working definition of depression that helps you um, sort that out, too. So that is disappointment. It's I expected this. It didn't pan out the way I thought. And I am disappointed. And all of these feelings I'm going to tackle, by the way, have their own level of ugh to them. They're not the ones we like. They're not the ones we want to feel. They're not the ones we naturally embrace. We can learn to embrace them in a way that is um, positive and helps us work them through and understand what our needs are. Um, But but they all have the ook factor to one degree or another. So disappointment, ook, right? Maybe not life-changing, ook, but it's disappointing. Sadness. Sadness is an emotional pain associated with or characterized by feelings of disadvantage, loss, helplessness, disappointment. See the crossover there? You're going to hear crossover in all of these guys, so notice that. Sorrow. um, If I'm feeling sadness, I might be quiet or lethargic. I might withdraw from others. Sometimes when I'm feeling sad, I might avoid, um, I'm very extroverted, but I find I will avoid going out to social events at times because I just am trying to deal with being in that sad for a time, but it's not necessarily permanent. Um, It's just in those feelings, maybe today or this weekend or whatever. Okay. So similar and different. You're going to hear similar and different all through this, which I think is what makes it really confusing and people just sort of glom everything together under, I'm depressed. Well, maybe you are, but good chance also maybe you're really not. Uh, Grief. Uh, I, I hear people use these interchangeably all the time. They are different. I can tell you with my experience in mental health diagnostically, I can tell you from personal experience with grief Um, very different than depression. Okay. So here's grief, the anguish, and it is anguish here that that's got a higher factor, right? 
um, after a significant loss. It can be the death. It can be a divorce, right? It can be um, a parent has a permanent change of station and has to go remote, and so or they're deployed uh, with military families. So there's a loss. There's a some kind of separation, right, or loss. Um, it doesn't necessarily have to be through death. It often includes like physiological distress. So physiologically means in the body, right? Psychologicals, mind, physiologicals in the body. It includes a, often includes a physiological distress, separation, anxiety, confusion, yearning, obsessive dwelling on the past, and apprehension about the future. Lots of stuff in that. So if you're dealing with grief and you thought grief only meant actual death of someone, I would encourage you broaden that understanding and realize it can be divorce, it can be uh, travel, it can be deployment. There's a lot of ways we can experience that kind of loss. There's a loss in that that is grief. So important to understand. Again, here are the similarities and differences. And on we go. Frustration. If I were doing these in order of intensity, I would have bumped frustration up higher. <laughs> That's occurred to me as I'm sharing this with you, where you could almost put them on a, a timeline of the um, how intensive is the ugh factor in it, right? So frustration, the definition of frustration is sort of the feeling of irritability. I'm irritable. It can be anger. Uh, frustration can lead to anger, but frustration is not necessarily anger. It's different, right? It can get there. Um, and it's frustration is related to an inability to achieve something. So disappointment is a displeasure caused by the non-fulfillment, whereas frustration is the inability to achieve something. And, you know, be, obviously being in a constant state of frustration in your life um, can can create bigger problems. Right. But it's an, just literally an inability to get something done. You wanted to get done. Ah, frustrating ugh factor, right? Again, it can lead to other things and it's sort of similar to dis disappointment. It can have, uh, obviously, I, I could see how being frustrated over time could lead to sadness, right? So any of these, I would argue over time, not dealt with, could sort of over time lead up to depression, but they are not the same thing as depression, and that's where I think it's really important for us to understand if I'm disappointed, I'm feeling sadness, I'm feeling grief, I'm feeling frustration. That doesn't mean, you know, hey, how are you today? Oh, I'm just so depressed. Okay. Depression is is a, kind of a big deal, bigger deal. It's very serious. Some of these feelings, I would argue, are more likely to lead to depression, some less. Um, when my husband passed away and I was in a very deep grief, I chose to embrace that and say, this is my season of grief. I'm going to face it. I'm going to work it through because I felt like to deny it and shut it down would have led to depression um, at a clinical level. So I could sort of see that coming down the tracks, if you will, as the train I didn't want to have run me over. So that enabled me understanding I was in deep, profound grief allowed me to make a choice. And that's what I'm trying to present today. I want you to be able to make choices based on understanding things you're experiencing, not being sort of stuck in a one on a one track deal that can only lead you to this dead end sensation of being completely disconnected and depressed. 
depression is a mood disorder. Um, it causes, now this is interesting, you'll hear this kind of tie-in crossover information. It can cause a persistent feeling of sadness and loss of interest and can in interfere with your daily functioning. So you can be sad and not be depressed, but you can also have a sadness and loss of interest that's interfering, interfering with your ability to function. Maybe you're not even getting out of bed and it's not just you spent a week or two in bed because of grief per se or something like that, like where you just can no longer function. Um, you're not getting out of bed. You're not functioning. You're not bathing. You're not doing basic hygiene. You're not getting dressed. You lose your job. You're not functioning well. You can't focus. You can't concentrate. There is a, you know, this idea of what we call anhedonia, where there's just loss of interest, loss, um, the lack of ability to experience pleasure in any area of your life. Um, loss of interest in things you used to enjoy, right? So now when I talk about my grief, there was there were times of struggling with depression in that where for that first uh, several months, I struggled with, um, it wasn't loss of pleasure in reading, but I couldn't concentrate to read. So I'm a lifelong reader. I love, love, love to read, passionately love to read. It's one of those one things, if you could take everything away from me, what would I keep reading be, would be one of those few things. I was not, I wasn't experienced anhedonia per se in my grief in that area of my life. And this is subtle too, but it's different. I couldn't, We they call it widow brain or widow fog. I couldn't focus to take the information in to enjoy reading. I hadn't lost pleasure in it. I just couldn't do it. The grief was sort of all consuming for a time. And depression would be letting that get to a point where um, I couldn't even experience pleasure in it anymore. Um, I'm happy to report <laughs> I am definitely not in that space I was in. I read all the time every single day of my life and, and absolutely still love it. So again, depression is a mood disorder, right? We estimate, estimates can vary, but estimated 5% of the adult population actually has depression. So when you think about um, how often we talk about it and how often people identify and with what frequency, it's it almost, uh, informally feels like way more than 5% of the population. So my sort of informal theory on that is that what's happening is we don't understand our feelings or don't have good working definitions of different experiences and feelings we're going through in our lives. And so we sort of glump it all under depression. So again, I want you to consider and see what's going on in your life. Are you depressed? And if you are, you don't get that help. But also, if you're dealing with grief, sadness, things like that, that you can't work through, you know, get help for that too, right? But understand that they can be very different. So are you experiencing depression or are you frustrated today? Are you working through some grief in your life and you just need to acknowledge and honor that and that will give you ways to cope that you didn't have? Uh, are you just sad? Sometimes, I, guys, sometimes I'm just tired and I've had enough um, disappointments over the month or something, like with a new project, and I'm sort of bummed, 
I'm sad about it. I'm not clinically depressed. I'm just sad. I'm dealing with feelings that I'm working through in response to things in my life, right? Uh, so in that situation, so if I say I'm frustrated this month because and disappointed because this project I'm working on, I just keep hitting walls or experiencing failures, then I might be at a point where I'm sort of sad about it um, because I'm feeling like I'm at a disadvantage or um, I'm just disappointed over and over. So if you kind of go back and remember what the definition of sadness was, that'll that'll key into. Um, so are you disappointed? Are you sad? Are you dealing with a season of grief and you need to acknowledge it? Are you dealing with frustration in an area, right? The inability to achieve something. Disappointment is the non-fulfillment. So listen to this again. If it's too much information to remember because it's a lot, uh, but also just go online and search this out for yourself and understand the differences and what's similar so that you do know you can better sort of self-assess where you're at and what type of intervention you need, whether anything from the right book to read, uh, a good friend, maybe you need professional counseling, maybe you just need some coaching, whatever that need is. But not everything that you experience that you don't like automatically means you're depressed. So I hope this information has been helpful. Um, it was really helpful for me even to review all this and sort of sort out and, and really identify some working definitions of things um, that we can think with. We think in words, so the words matter, the definitions matter. And uh, my goal in this, again, was sort of to help you understand maybe you have depression and you need to deal with that, but also maybe you don't and the, there are other ways to identify those feelings and emotions and know what to do with them. I love you guys. Keep pursuing purpose over perfection. Uh, please leave a review, uh, ring the bell, hit a like. I don't know where you're listening, um, but do all the things. And I'm trying to get more information, you know, broadcasted further out to people uh, that can be helpful. Follow me on Pop Coach, uh on any social media. I'm posting regularly. I'm starting to do some value add content where things that I have read that have been pivotal in helping me grow in my life that I really appreciate. Um, I'm, sh you know, I'm sharing some quotes and adding links where you can go straight into that link if you're interested in the author of the book that I reference and you can go ahead and get that ordered. Um, I, I'm an Amazon affiliate to, to disclose that. So that's where those links go. They will take you to Amazon and places that you can order those materials. Uh, I wish you guys well. Thanks for taking the time to listen and I will see you next time. Take care. You've been listening to the Pop Coach Life Podcast. To catch all her past shows, go to www.popcoach.life.